Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Alex is producing it, and we thank you for making time out of your busy day to talk sports with us here on Sports Scene. It's our pleasure to have the Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland here live in the studio, and there's a lot of things we will talk to him about. Scott, I always appreciate you taking time. When you walked in, we were just talking NIL, and I don't care if it's players, coaches, administrators, uh, agents, lawyers. This is all new ground. I, you know, three, four years ago, if anybody said NIL, like, what is that? What, what? But how how is the University of Florida handling this? You know, with the Gator Collective, all those kind of things. But I guess but maybe the best way, how is this all being handled? Um <clears throat> We're trying, you know, everybody's trying to figure it out. I think as you go along, there's um, a limitation to what the athletic department could actually do as it's uh, as the NCAA and the state laws are written. That's not to say there can't be any conversation, but um, you can't, you know, the UAA cannot cause the compensation. Um, and, uh, you know, the NCAA, I think, has three pretty broad rules. One is... It can't be for an inducement to attend an institution. Um, it it can't be a reward for competition, and uh, there's got to be, um, you know, uh, 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 a deliverable, if you will. The young person getting the NIL has to do something for the for the you know the the, the payment. But that's that's really the extent of the rules. And and then, how do you determine what what someone considers an inducement or or don't? There's some really obvious examples that that you could say, hey, if you come here, we'll pay you X, that would be an inducement. But, um, you know, if if you were a, a star player, Steve, and a coach said to you, you know, other guys who are here playing your position, who have the kind of success we're gonna, that you, we think you're going to have, they, they're making X, and, you know, we could totally see and you be as good as that guy. Is that an inducement? Or is that um, – I don't think it is. I think that's, that's kind of what's happening. Um, this this whole thing is, uh, you know, college athletics is a, a unique entity in and of itself. There's been nothing like it, and um, for for decades and generations, it was allowed to exist in its own unique um, ecosystem, if you will. And through litigation and court rulings, there, we're now in a situation where what has happened in the past can cannot continue. And, and, and by that, I mean, um, you know, the Supreme Court basically put a ruling out this summer, this past summer, last summer, that said that college athletics is subject to the same antitrust laws that every other entity in our country is subject to. And so what that means in a real world uh, example is people who are competing in a marketplace can't work together to fix prices or fix rules without everybody being at the table, by everybody meaning, uh, that would mean the student athletes having to be at the table. And so that's what pro sports do, right? They have, they have players unions and they collectively bargain yeah. the, what's going on. Um, so the Supreme Court basically said there's three options here. The NCAA can continue to get litigated, which is gonna happen. Um, it can collectively bargain, which would 
you know, require every student athlete to be an employee and, and have union and, and go through all that. And there's a lot of layered complications to that. One of which is in several states in this country, Florida being one of them, uh, union activity such as a work stoppage is not legal to take place. And so that kind of um, takes away the opportunity for there to be a, uh, a union that would have any teeth to it. And then the third thing is to have a congressional action, to have a law in place that basically codifies this is what college athletics is going to be and this is the expectations of those who are participating in it from a institution standpoint and student-athlete and everyone else. Congress has not had any appetite to do that. They've talked about it. They've had hearings. They're interested, but they've not done anything about it and doesn't appear they're going to. So we're left with this really awkward new world where the game has changed, the rules of engagement have changed, and uh, I hear all the time, I hear media people, I hear fans saying, you know, the NCAA needs leadership to do something about it. Well, the courts have basically said that you're not allowed to do anything about it. Correct. Because if you do, you're going to open yourself up to antitrust lawsuits. And uh, by the way, when you lose one of those, the damages are tripled. So uh, th- that's a really strong deterrent to not come up with a set of rules of how this thing should work. And so to me, the only, the only path forward uh, is there's three paths forward. We can continue what we're doing, which name image and likeness is part of that and a very free market approach to college athletics. Or we could figure out a way to have players become unionized employees. As I said, there's a lot of complications with that. Or uh, the, the good folks in Washington, D.C. could come up with a set of parameters and pass a law that we all fall under. And um, that doesn't appear to be close to happening. So that's a heavy conversation to start off today's uh, visit with, Steve. But that's, that's kind of the but lay needed. of the land there. But needed. Because I think, Scott, I, I mean, just from folks who call, I think people are confused. I think people don't exactly know what the rules are. <clears throat> is there, tam- I mean, look, is anybody naive, naive enough to think people aren't being tampered with and all that? Question for you uh, from Sam. Uh, any updates to the camera angle in the basketball arena? Heard they might switch it to show the rowdy reptiles. We're having conversations about that. That is a, uh, you know, the significant cost. We're trying to get our handle exactly what that cost is. And and uh, the reason there's a cost there is because not only do you have to build structure to support the camera on the opposite side of the arena, uh, the cables and the cabling that needs to be permanently put in to allow for the for the uh, camera to operate is very expensive. This is not like something you go out to, you know, Best Buy and purchase is coax and, and fiber <laughs> yeah. and some stuff that, that's not very cheap. And so uh, we're looking at that. That is a, something we want to get done. We're going through our budgeting uh, process right now, and uh, we'll come through that and, and see where we are. But that's something we'd love to see happen because the rowdy reptiles have so much energy and um, the, the current view showing the benches. Uh, there's, you know, people in the club, we love them. Uh, they're great people. They they don't have the same energy as the reptiles, right? The reptiles are, are kind of the embodiment of, of a great student section, and we want to highlight that as much as we can. Um, I guess, by the way, if you have a question for Scott, 392-8255, you can ask him. Um, I, I, you must prioritize, Scott, what projects you take on. Where is renovation of Florida Field in that world? It's... Uh, once we finish the Hebner football training complex, we just opened up the new soccer uh, clubhouse. Uh, you know, the, the renovation of the swamp 
updating the swamp is that's the number one thing we're focused on right now from a facility standpoint that's really critical to um you know what we've done the swamp is 92 years old and wow. a lot of changes through the years and it's it's probably due for um you know I, it's definitely due for us to get in there and pay some more attention to it you know you look at some of the things you have to do here um is there also uh, a timeline for having her to be finished yes we're looking uh getting our players in there sometime this summer certainly before camp starts in in august and that's going to be you know a, a total game changer if you drive past it now the exterior is pretty much done um site work should be starting here probably in the next few weeks a lot of work is going on inside um you know, the last thing that, that happens is the graphics, which is, you know, all the fancy logos and bright, you know, fun lights. And that's that's when it really kind of comes to life and, and develops its character. But what they've done so far when you walk through there, it's 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 remarkable and going to be a total game changer for that football program. And really all of our athletes, because we have that dining hall that's going to service all 500 Gator student athletes across all 21 sports. That's really cool. Um, Eric had a question for you, Scott. He, he said, um, in terms of facilities, is there ever a time when you don't have to upgrade a facility? I haven't found that time yet, <laughs> uh, Eric. That, that's seemingly nonstop, and it makes sense because we, you know, we have 21 sports. There's a lot of it. Some of them share venues, but that's a lot of different facilities, and um, you're you're constantly focusing and, and paying attention and trying to upgrade. And some of the up, some of the stuff you do can be relatively minor you know we did some stuff out at the ring tennis complex this season where we put chairback seats in and provided a, a shade canopy you know that was less than a million dollars about six hundred thousand dollars that's that's not inexpensive but compared to a 85 million dollar 140,000 square foot new complex uh, it's relatively minor there's some things you want to constantly be doing upgrading locker rooms and that kind of thing but occasionally facilities get to the end of their lifespan and you have to do something significant we did that with baseball uh, we've done some we did something pretty significantly with uh, kdc show presley stadium and uh, now with the the hebner football complex um i always also joke that you know having facilities that need attention is a is a you know good job security for athletic directors it is 113 time check brought to you by hayes generally gator ad scott strickland here he will take your questions calls and comments espn 98 1 fm 850 a.m wruf from the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Protect your hard-earned savings from inflation with Radiant Credit Union's Adjustable Rate Certificate. Many investors are waiting and watching as interest rates continue to climb, but inflation could be eating away the value of your savings. Our new Adjustable Rate Certificate lets you invest now, knowing that twice each year, your rate will automatically adjust to keep up with interest rates. Learn more at radiantcu.org protect. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. The following is a commercial announcement. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. It's the first day of the first grade and she found a new best friend. 
takes milk chocolate ice cream and loads it with chocolate-coated peanut butter cups and peanut butter cookie dough pieces, you get chocolate peanut butter overload. <laughs> Better by a country smile. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days Look for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. Sometimes a family needs a little help to deal with life stresses. You can contribute to happy, healthy childhoods with a few simple steps. Notice families under stress. Offer a helping hand. Give your time. Talk about healthy child development. Connect a family with resources. Contributing to a great childhood can be as easy as being a good neighbor. For more, preventchildabusefl.org. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. May is here, and you know what that means. Gainesville Harley-Davidson's annual Hog Roast. Saturday, May 21st, 12 to 4. Enjoy fresh off the pit, mouth-watering pulled pork with all the fixings. The big engine band, live on stage, vendors, prizes, and more. Proceeds benefit Children's Miracle Network, so help us help kids. Plus, get to Gainesville Harley-Davidson during the month of May because free gas for a year has been extended. Get free gas for one year with every new bike purchase. Restrictions apply, no cash value. See dealer for details. GainesvilleHarley.com. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Our guest live in studio, the Gator Athletic Director, Scott Strickland. If you have questions for him, you can call us at 392-8255. Uh, don't forget tonight, Gator Baseball, 555, South Florida and Florida. And then the Gators go on the road and will face Mississippi State as the SEC regular season begins to wind out. Scott, I, I know sometimes when an event happens that's tragic. It it can be sad, but it it can also bring something to light. And I I want to reference the James Madison pitcher, or catcher rather, who passed away. There's been some other uh, female athletes at Wisconsin and other places. And I and I think sometimes we all lose. I know I know I do. You know, you travel with teams and you you meet them, but you don't know what's going on with their life. You don't know what's going on inside their heads. Have you looked at, you know, is there anything in place here that is available for student-athletes who may be struggling in that area? You know, the UAA has, uh, uh, for several years, has had a really robust mental health program. I think the number's up to seven professional mental health professionals that that we make available to our various teams and student-athletes. In addition to all the counseling services available to every student at UF, um, you know, there's, there's... there's a lot of attention being paid in this space, rightfully so, today more than ever before. But we're also dealing with a, a you know, 
a society. I don't think it, it's young people are, are impacted by it, but I think all of society coming out of the pandemic and what you know the the uproar and the unrest of the last couple of years, mental health is a real topic of concern and something that we we talk about, we address, and you hope the people who are struggling because you're right you don't always know when someone's struggling sometimes there's signs yeah. and when that happens we certainly get the right people involved but you want to make sure you want to make sure that the people who are who are struggling who you may not realize it understand that there are outlets and there's there's people they can talk to who can help them and you know get through this journey and it's it's a real challenge you're right it is incredibly tragic and heartbreaking when you read situation of a young person who's who's decided to take their life uh more emails today than calls which is unusual dawn says 25 plus year season ticket holder for baseball any thought of a parking garage for baseball and or softball parking and traffic flow which is another problem altogether is a nightmare especially since often they're at the same time several times we couldn't park anywhere even by the phillips center so we just left went home and watched on tv Campus has been really good at trying to anticipate that, but but even with their anticipation, whenever you have you know something happening at softball, baseball, the the fine arts center, uh, maybe even lacrosse, lacrosse or soccer, yeah, it 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 you know that becomes a really congested part of campus. And right now, you also have some work going on other parts of campus in the central core that is routing more traffic through that southwest part of campus. There is a uh, a new surface lot that. I want to make sure people are aware of that's next to the Fifield building, which is on the north side of Hull there, kind of at the corner of, of Museum and Hull, beyond the right field fence of softball, the left field fence of, of baseball that, that has about 400 spots, I think. And a lot of people, I don't think, realize it's back there. A lot of people do because a lot of people do park back there. You know, campus cut in a new road there called Ballpark Way that runs uh, on the other side of the uh, baseball video board out to Archer to try to help have another release valve for for traffic um campuses you know the planning people on campus are, are really good at, at trying to identify those things but i've not heard talk of a parking garage in that part of campus but i totally understand you know why that question would be asked and you know the 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 more important thing is to make sure there's enough arteries for people to get out um, i don't say the most important thing equally as important as the parking garage is make sure there's enough arteries for people to easily get on off campus that new ballpark way will, is, is certainly going to help uh, there's other things that that campus hopefully will look at as well and i think the point needs to be made too if i'm wrong please please correct me scott but i know a lot of times fans love it when softball and baseball or maybe even lacrosse are playing at the same time but it does create traffic issues but that's not a scheduling thing that that, that schedule is an sec schedule it is, and when we can try to stagger those start times and Saturday, if, if both baseball and softball are at home for conference weekends at the same time, Saturday is the best opportunity we have to stagger those start times. Friday, you're going to play both those games at night. We're trying to get an, at least an hour between start times to spread out a little bit. Sunday is getaway day. You can't play one. At, you can't have one game at noon and one game at three. Typically, sometimes if a TV's involved, you might can, but typically you can't. So, but but where we can, we do try to stagger t- start times and. There are some years, a year ago was, was a case in point, and it just so happened we had limited crowds, so we really didn't benefit from it from a crowd perspective. There are some years, though, where the way the SEC schedules line up, baseball and softball, once they hit conference play, they, they're not at home at the same time, you know, where they alternate a little bit more. We, we, we love those weekends 
from a management operation standpoint because that that does uh, limit some of the parking and traffic issues um, also good news in terms of both tennis teams hosting first and second round of the NCAAs softballs hosting the SEC tournament this year will be a little busy on campus yeah here. you know Mar- uh, May is always a busy time at the UAA uh, whether it's usually it's NCAA events you mentioned both men's and women's tennis the men begin this Friday the women start on Saturday but they'll both host uh, four team little mini pods uh, and if they win two matches they go to the Sweet 16 which is in Illinois this year uh, SEC softballs here next week that rotates so this will be a you know the only time in, in the next decade or so that SEC softball will be here in Gainesville and uh, you know that's something that you know it's a lot of fun to kind of show off your facility and, and have the home field advantage we hosted women's tennis for the SEC a couple weeks ago out at the at the ring complex so it's you know there's and, and as you know in the past we're accustomed to hosting a lot of baseball and softball and other events this is a, a busy time of year and it's you know, it's it's one of those things that when you're successful, you get a chance to invite a lot of people to your campus and show it off. Scott, Joel had an email, and he, he basically said, without getting into a lot of detail about what's happened with past coaches here, he said, what is the vetting process like for an athletic director in, go, in going out and searching for a coach? That's a great question. Um, you, you try to get as much feedback as you can, as many people who have interacted with those individuals before they've come to your campus whether it's other coaches whether it's other administrators whether it's former players uh, media people um, you know you you talk to all those people you get insight and feedback but you know it's it's hard about a thousand and you know the the best athletic directors ever uh, they miss occasionally Um, you want every single hire to be great and when when that doesn't work out, you've got to be willing to to make a decision and move on and go find the next one. And uh, you know everybody you bring in looks really good on paper when they get here. Sometimes whether it's fit, whether it's uh, mistakes that are made along the way, it doesn't work out the way you want it to. And um, I'm I'm obviously very excited about Coach Napier and and Coach Golden and and Kelly Ray, um, Coach Fanley. You know the those are three really dynamic personalities that that have a great fan uh, a great plan great energy they're you know again i I have high hopes i'm optimistic i think we all are Uh, you know you hope it's the right fit we did a lot of research on those three individuals and kelly obviously was already here we knew a lot about her uh todd we you know were able to talk to a lot of different people who knew him and billy may have had just because of circumstances the fact that where he was for as long as he was a lot of things have been written and said about him and a lot of people he had interacted with a lot of people in the profession for a long time even though he's thought of as a young guy he's 43 44 he's not really that young in the world of of coaching so there there's you know you're able to get a lot of information uh, about an individual about like that and uh, the quality of those three individuals are something i think that excites me all right, if you have a question for Scott, you can call us, 392-8255. You can also email. We've got a bunch of emails today uh, at <clears throat> srussell at wruf.com. Scott, I, I want to talk a little bit more about um, this league because I think sometimes, I mean, look, fan expectation is great. If, 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 if You wouldn't want to have a fan base that didn't care. But sometimes, you know, it can be a little unrealistic. But I think sometimes people forget, you know, there's other ADs in this league that do what you do. There's other teams in this league that compete. And history shows you 
you know, I don't care who it is. You're not going to be on top all the time. But I, I just hope people understand that I don't care what sport it is, you're competing in most cases in the best league in that sport. I mean, is, is that a fair statement? Uh, I, there's no question about it. The SEC is the best um, league out there. It has been, and, and to your point, really in every sport. It's hard to find a sport where it's not considered the best or one of two best. That's, you know, that's why, you, that's why people want to come to a place like Florida. That's why people want to come into the SEC is we have the, the group of schools that are highly competitive. Our fan bases are highly competitive. I think the fan base competitive part of this drives the schools to invest the way we do in college athletics, which in turn kind of adds to the flywheel and, and creates allows you to recruit really good athletes and hire good coaches and support them at a high level. And it just kind of creates that, that, that cycle, if you will, of really highly competitive situations. And the, the wonderful thing about it is we all want to win national championships. And we always talk about we got we to gotta compete and give ourselves a chance to win the SEC. Because if you're doing that, you're going to have a pretty good chance to win and compete for a national championship. If you're good enough to compete for an SEC championship, you sh- you're going to be in a good position come NCAA tournament time. And we see that across all of our sports. Much more to come with Scott. 128 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Don't go through another summer with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now. Hey, it's Steve Russell. That pain in your back, your knees, your shoulder, it can now be treated with the latest in precision medicine using natural biologics, growth factors that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Really exciting stuff here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, giving you access right here to this modern-day joint pain solution. You can get lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, no downtime, and no surgery. You've heard Emmett Smith rave about QC Kinetics. You've read or seen other high-profile people talking about it. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can help you get your life back. Take action now. Get a free consultation. Powerful, effective joint pain treatments with natural biologics are here. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. (laughs) I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain-free, and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate, and remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. 
As you may have heard, Meldon Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. And while it's great to be a Florida Gator, the most fulfilling aspect of partnering with the Gators is the ability to give back to our community. Please visit MeldonLaw.com to discover our community programs. These include the Meldon Law Scholar Athlete of the Year Award, Law Talk Live Radio Show, and the Veterans Making a Difference Program. At Meldon Law, we won't back down. Meldon Law Injury Lawyers Offices Gainesville Lake City and Ocala. Protect your hard-earned savings from inflation with Radiant Credit Union's Adjustable Rate Certificate. Many investors are waiting and watching as interest rates continue to climb, but inflation could be eating away the value of your savings. Our new Adjustable Rate Certificate lets you invest now, knowing that twice each year, your rate will automatically adjust to keep up with interest rates. Learn more at radiantcu.org protect. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Increasing clouds today, but still getting warm with highs in the upper 80s. Evening sea breeze thunderstorms will be likely, especially east of I-75 today, closer to the St. John's River. Those sticking around through a few hours after sunset. Overnight, mostly cloudy skies, lows in the 60s. Highs tomorrow in the upper 80s with a mixture of sun and clouds early. Isolating evening thunderstorms possible. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Meg Amborowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Ryan Gutekunst, who's the Packers GM, was quoted as saying, we can't reach just because a player is a wide receiver. And it's a great philosophy. You know, you got all of these other players, second-round draft picks, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams. Packers know what they're doing when they draft. They got a really good history here. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Our pleasure to have the Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland here live in studio. And we got phone calls and emails for him. That's why he's here. We'll start with Tony. Tony, hello. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, A.D. Strickland. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for doing this. Uh, it's much appreciated. So thank you. Um, Absolutely, Tony. How are you today? Good. Thank you. Uh, a, a comment and uh, then a question. Comment first on the baseball season. Even though it's only really in its second year, a couple of the uh, changes – Additions that uh, you all made really looks great. The uh, the uh, stand-up tables out in left field, the Disney Plaza, all that makes the experience a lot better. You can take a hot dog to the left field stands and get a little different perspective of the fo- of the baseball game. So very great ideas there, man. Really good work. Um, the comment that I have um, is when you go through your decision-making on whether or not to – replace a coach and i'm not talking about none of the situations that have taken place recently but with stuff like the two football coaches that you've had to replace a lot of people sometimes think that maybe that happened all of a sudden kind of thing kind of like out of the blue as far as the athletic director goes and, and as far as you go like what's some of the decision process some of the things that you look for in determining if a change has to be made like trajectory of a program yep got it. losses stuff like that yeah tony great question there's a lot that goes into it. 
And oftentimes the the wins and losses, which are the most public, obvious factors that go into uh, how a coach is doing, oftentimes those are just symptoms to other issues. And, you know, things are being run really well and you've got a great plan in place. You're able to recruit the right kind of athletes and lead them the right way and put them in a position to be successful. You're going to have a coach that's probably going to rack up a lot of wins. When when you have a situation where the wins aren't there, and you 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 might you're probably going to have an absence of one of those other issues I just mentioned. They're probably not going to be bringing the right young people in, or maybe not leading them the right way with the right kind of accountability or creating the right kind of culture. Maybe they're not uh, doing what they need to do from a strategy standpoint. The last thing you want to do is make a personnel change because it's it's disruptive. It um, you know, there's a sense that you gain momentum with, with continuity. Obviously, when you make a, a coaching change, that, that stops that continuity and you have to start over. You only do that when you feel like you're at a point where you as the athletic director has lost confidence that, that this individual is going to be able to do those things necessary to create a championship experience and lead young people to success and create that kind of that right culture. And so those are the, those are the kind of things you look at I'm a big believer in, you know, when you're when you're identifying coaches, can they bring in the right people? Can they lead them? And can they put them in a position to be successful? And that sounds really simple. There's a lot that goes into each of those buckets. But if one if you're missing on one of those areas, if you're not good in one of those areas, you're not going to be successful. And when you see a situation like that as an AD, if you've lost confidence, you, you don't have a choice but, but to make a change. And my, my predecessor, Jeremy Foley, was uh, – you know, popularly remembered for using the, the line that what must be done eventually should be done immediately. Sometimes you get to the point where you re- once you realize this is going to have to happen, you should just go ahead and do it. Yep, rip the bandit off. All right, sir. Thank you very much. I'm Tony, yep, thank you. J.D., welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, uh, Steve, Scott, uh, I want to say this. I, I know uh, your job's not an easy job, and I, I just want to say thank you for, for a lot of us out here, uh, particularly in regard to the facilities and and I know we were kind of digging ourselves out of a out of a hole, but uh, fantastic job there. Uh, what I want to ask about for for the layman out here, the the just the average Joe Blow guy like myself who do, does not really understand all the aspects, the dynamics of the NIL, um, uh, and where you got. Uh, schools with uh, a buku of money, uh, Texas A&M. I, I don't know where the. I, I haven't seen. A, I saw a chart. I, I really don't know. What the, I understood it, but Alabama, Georgia, way out there, and evidently one of our competitors. If you believe what you read, spent four or five million dollars for a quarterback. Okay, we, JD, I got to have you get to the point here. Yeah, here, 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 here's here's where I'm at. Are we at a disadvantage, or how is this going to all play out? Are, are schools going to buy teams? I mean, what is uh, I don't think most of us understand really where where we're at with that, and are we at a disadvantage if we don't uh, pony up uh, a bunch of money for this thing? Yeah, JD, great question. There's there's a lot about NIL that is being reported that I would encourage people just to take with a grain of salt. That um, don't believe everything you read or hear or see about it. Are there schools that are using NILs as an inducement to get players? I believe that is happening. But, J.D., I'm also of the belief, I don't think, I don't think this is going to be a shock to you or anybody else listening out there, that 
probably there were some teams, schools using NIL before NIL was legal to induce players, yeah. if you understand what I'm yeah. saying. And so yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that this is any different other than there are, there's now a way that your current, you're not supposed to use NIL to, to induce people to come to your campus. That's against, that's against the state laws, against NCAA rules. But there's now a way that your current student athletes who are on your roster can benefit from NIL payments. And we want the student athletes at the University of Florida to have as much success in this space as they possibly can within the rules. And we're going to do everything we can to help them accomplish that within the rules. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't know that, like I said, everything you read out there is accurate. I will say I can't imagine any rule or any structure rules that are set up that the University of Florida with our 400,000 living alumni in a state of 21 many million people and one of the most recognizable brands in the entire country, if not the world, wouldn't be really well positioned to take advantage of. And we're, we're blessed that we have great support from a, this is not NIL space, but just from a, a regular fundraising standpoint, we're gonna have a record year this year in fundraising. And I use that as an example to point out that we have a lot of people who are really passionate about the Gators. And whether that's people who, you know, send $10 a month in or people who are, you know, in a position in life where they can uh, write checks for substantially larger amounts, we're really blessed, the Gators are, to have uh, a passionate group of fans who want to support us. And I think whether that's helping build buildings or support scholarships or endow professorships on campus or help young people with name, image, and likeness opportunities, uh, the Gators are going to be well-positioned for success. Excellent, excellent. I, that's what I wanted to hear. I just don't want us to be at a competitive disadvantage to any of these other schools, so uh, hopefully we're not. Thank you, sir. J.D., thank you for your call. John, welcome to the show. Hey, um, Scott, two quick questions. First, when you when you came to Florida, how long did you did you study the history? Did you spend time reading articles and, and trying to find backstories so you could talk to these, you know, guys like me, these 55 to 75 year old alumni that were around with Charlie Pell? That's my first question. Second question is when Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC, does the SEC get to renegotiate the TV contracts? I'll answer your second question first, John, and then, and then go backwards. The, uh, the, answer, the short answer is no, but there is a provision in our current contracts that the, the payments will grow proportionally to who's being added. So um, no, one, no one in the league is going to take less money. The pie will grow big okay. enough for them to get the, the same slice of the pie that everyone else is getting. Um, the, but, you know, we go back out into the marketplace. We just, you know, we're about to start the new uh, ESPN-ABC deal that's going to replace the CBS deal in, two year, in a year and a half, and that'll be a 10-year deal. But the league will be back in the marketplace probably in seven years to renegotiate what's after that. That's when the addition of Texas and Oklahoma is going to mm -hmm. have a huge impact on on the the whole uh, value of our of our media rights as a league. We'll see some incremental stuff between now and then, but that's when you're going to really uh, see the biggest impact. So the answer to your your other your first question about my understanding of the history. You know, I I grew up in in the South following the SEC. 
I saw the Gators play in person when I was 11 years old. They came to Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, I saw them two or three times growing up before I ever went to college. So I was, um, you know, I got, I got a phone call from, uh, from Wayne Peace after Coach Napier's hire. And uh, I, I told, I reminded Wayne, I've told him this before, I said, Wayne, you started the first ever Florida football game I saw in person. And, um, you know, so I, I feel like I, you know, there, I have a little bit of that history of just following the SEC. And certainly, uh, you mentioned Charlie Pell, the Wilbur Marshall teams, the, the 84 team that had such a great record. Obviously, what Emmett did. I was listening, I was living, I was a student at Mississippi State listening on the radio when Emmett went 99 yards at Florida Field. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously what Coach Spurrier did, uh, I was I was working in, at uh, Auburn and and saw that firsthand, um, all the success he had. So you know I, um, one of the reasons I wanted to come to Florida is you know I always said made this illustration that when you're in the SEC, uh, Florida is kind of the shining city on a hill. The Gators are that you know Tiffany brand, if you will, that everybody in the league looks up to, everybody admires. Uh, they want to badly beat the Gators. They also want to emulate the Gators. And it's, uh, it's, I've been here, this is my sixth year. It's, it's been everything I had hoped it would be and more. Awesome answer. Thank you, guys. John, Thanks. thank you. Butch, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, this is Butch. Mr. Strickland, my question does involve the NIL to a degree. One, what is it going to do to graduation rates? And two, are you on conference calls with, I mean, it sounds like the NIL got way ahead of everybody else and nobody was really ready for it. Um, are you guys meeting or do you do conference calls or do you get with other uh, conferences and say, hey, what is our idea is to balance this thing out where just one particular school or state doesn't run away with it and buy off the whole program? So. Yeah, Butch, uh, the graduation piece, that, that's, a, that's something that uh, deserves some attention as we go through this. Transferring has been around for a while, and there's uh, evidence, there's data that says that student-athletes who transfer are not as likely to graduate. But even though we've had, you know, probably for the last three or four years, a lot more movement in in transferring than we have before, we haven't seen graduation rates change significantly uh, in that time. Now, with the portal being completely open and name, image, and likeness, it will be interesting to see how that's impacted the graduation rates. That's a great question. The, the second part uh, is really tricky because of, uh, I referenced the beginning of this, the, the hour here, if you're listening about the Supreme Court ruling, one of the things the Supreme Court said when they said that the, the NCAA couldn't set national standards for things that would limit benefits to a student athlete, specifically, the court said that conferences could not work in concert to place limits on benefits for a student athlete. What, was, what they did say is that within each conference, each conference could come up with their own limits, but, but all the conferences or the NCAA could not work collectively as a national body to, to uniformly do that, which when I, when I hear myself say it, it kind of makes my head explode. And I know as a fan, you're probably thinking, what in the world? But that's, that's the legal interpretation that the Supreme Court handed down, and that's, that's kind of how we're operating right now. So because of that, we're very careful because we don't want to be uh, accused of collusion, not to have conversations with other conferences. There's a little bit of conversation that goes on within the SEC, but even that is limited because even though Supreme, the Supreme Court said that within a conference you can have those conversations or, or set limits, 
my guess is if, if a conference actually started setting limits, that would be challenged in court as well. So it is just a highly litigious time. We are in a unprecedented state, not just for college athletics. I don't know of any sports enterprise ever in the world that has had this kind of unregulated, open um, compensation market, if you will, with no structure whatsoever. And uh, we're really, unless players uh, have a way to collectively bargain or unless the federal government sets up laws that basically define what college athletics are going to be, this is the environment we're going to be in for some time. Thank you. Okay, Butch, thank you. 147 Time Check brought to you by Hayes. Surely, final segment with Scott coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Kids are amazing, and at Florida Kid Care, we think their health care should be amazing too. That's why millions of Florida's kids from birth through the end of age 18 get their health and dental insurance for free or at a low cost, and your child can too. Apply today at floridakidcare.org or 1-888-540-KIDS. That's 1-888-540-5437. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. At International Diamond Center, family is one of our core values. And no one plays a more important role in the life of any family than mom. She's the rock, the hero, the one that holds it all together. So we invite you to help us celebrate the mothers in our lives with the perfect Mother's Day gift and a little something extra. In an addition to an expanded selection of affordable and timeless gifts of jewelry, with any jewelry purchase for Mother's Day, we're providing that little extra something, a $50 Sephora gift card. Mom can use it to treat herself to her favorite luxury Sephora brand fragrance, makeup, or skincare product. So come join us at IDC. Help us say a big thank you to the mothers in our lives with a beautiful eternity band, a pair of diamond earrings, a gorgeous bracelet, maybe a designer necklace. Get mom a meaningful piece of jewelry that she'll treasure or cherish for years, and we'll throw in the Sephora gift card as an added treat. Happy Mother's Day from International Diamond Center. Get showroom directions, store hours, and more now at ShopIDC.com. Spring has sprung, and with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell. Leave it up to my friend and trusted realtor, Scott Caldwell, owner of your home sold guaranteed realty, to come up with a program exclusively for his sellers that allows you to trade in your current home so you can buy your dream home worry-free. With fewer homes on the market than ever before, buyers often have to make their best offer. 
If you have a house to sell, most of those offers don't get accepted. Never experience the hassle of trying to sell and buy at the same time or the risk and hassle of owning two homes. With Scott Caldwell's trade-in and trade-up program, sellers never find themselves stuck and they can move at their pace and on their timeline. That's because Scott already has the buyers thousands of them, creating higher demand and multiple offers, which means more money for you. Trade in and trade up with Scott Caldwell. This program is perfect for you. Learn more. Call 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. May is here, and you know what that means. Gainesville Hurley-Davidson's annual hog roast. Saturday, May 21st, 12 to 4. Enjoy fresh off the pit, mouth-watering pulled pork with all the fixings. The big engine band, live on stage, vendors, prizes, and more. Proceeds benefit Children's Miracle Network, so help us help kids. Plus, get to Gainesville Hurley-Davidson during the month of May because free gas for a year has been extended. Get free gas for one year with every new bike purchase. Restrictions apply, no cash value. See dealer for details. GainesvilleHarley.com. Gator baseball season is in full swing. And you'll catch every second of the action right here on WRUF. Gator baseball broadcasts are sponsored in part by Florida Coast Equipment, your local Kubota dealer. Visit FloridaCoastEQ.com. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. Thank you, Mr. Mick Hubert. Our final segment with the Gator AD, Scott Strickland. <clears throat> you want to get a quick call in, 392-8255. Scott, a couple of emails here. Uh, Tommy says, it's difficult for a recruit to define why he or she chooses one university sports program over another. He thinks a stadium and arena size is a huge contributing factor. Please study and look into expanding the footprint of the swamp in order to create more fan comfort rather than reducing seats to create fan comfort. Great feedback. Thank you. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Larry, will the public be able to tour the new facility? Uh, Yes, talking about the Hebner Complex. We don't have details, but that is uh, something that will be worked toward. Probably will not be this football season, so maybe in the spring we'll have an opportunity to to find a way to let fans have an open house. And he also said when you hire a new coach, are there any players left? Well, that's what happens sometimes. So, you know, players do transfer for whatever the reason. So, uh, But that's the job of the coach to get the players, and that'll happen. Uh, let's see here. Uh, ben has a question. Um, he said, uh, he wants to know what's outside of football, Scott. Are there any other improvements facility-wise on the docket? Well, we just finished the you know eight soccer. million dollars soccer, yep. uh, and and also uh, provided some new facilities for lacrosse out at, at the Disney uh, Stadium there. The um, uh, you know the Hevner Complex you mentioned. You know, people talk about that being a football facility, and it primarily is. But as I said earlier, that dining hall. F- is going to be a significant impact for all of our sports and all of our athletes. the The football stadium is is uh, going to be the the next big ticket item, if you will. But we're always looking at you know we're doing a, a locker room renovation for our swim and dive program. Uh, we are starting to, to do a study for renovating the Limran Center, and you know which which 
when soccer moves completely out, we'll just house volleyball and track and field to really prominent, successful sports here, right? So uh, looking at renovation there, how we can best utilize the space that's been vacated by the sports and make sure we, we give them a first-class experience. We need to do some stuff with golf. We need to do some stuff with the tennis locker room, even though we did the tennis stadium this year, the tennis locker room and team spaces. So we're always looking at reinvesting in those kind of areas. How cool is it to have two coaches with a 1,000 career wins? How about that? That's Ma- amazing. Mary and, and Tim yeah. Walton won his the other day. You know, we off air, we were just talking about, you know, uh, our tennis coaches hosting this weekend, Brian Shelton, Roland Thornquist. Both of those guys have national championships under their belt. Uh, you know, there's one of the things we're blessed to be around great leaders around here and, and get a chance to see them represent the, the orange and blue. And I want to tell any fans out there that might be interested who have, you know, there are some big time tennis players on this campus right now. Uh, the, the, you know, the women are 16 seed nationally. They've got a young team, but the men's team defending national champion. Uh, most of the players off that team are back. Ben Shelton, who's the number one player in the country. You're going to see him competing in us open and Wimbledon in years to come. And, uh, you know, if they play five o'clock Friday, if you've not had a chance to get out there and watch him compete, I encourage you to do so. Admission is free. I think admission is free. We may have to charge because it's an NCAA event, but, um, it's not much if there is a, a charge there, but, I encourage you to get out and check out some of these incredible athletes we have on campus, whether it's tennis, uh, track athletes when we host meets, uh, you know, obviously our swim program and what Anthony continues to, to grow there is, you know, has a, you know, quite the track record when it comes to, to unbelievable world-class international athletes. Um, it's, it's pretty, that's one of the really cool things about uh, UF. Uh, this is cool to end with. Um, Marcus is a student, Scott. And he says the lines at the student gates get really hectic because of how slow mobile ticketing is. Do you have plans to improve the flow of lines outside the stadium? We're always looking at ways to make that process easier for fans. One thing that we'll continue to stress with the mobile ticketing, a lot of people wait till they get to the gate to try to download their ticket. That slows up things. Uh, So we're going to continue to communicate. Have your ticket out. Have it on your phone, downloaded, ready to go before you ever show up at the stadium. But a lot of the things that we're going to focus on in the renovation or among the things we're going to focus on in the renovation of the swamp is we need different gate structures, right? What we're, we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, pack 80, 90,000 people into a ticket and concourse structure that's probably prepared for about 60, 65,000. And so a lot of our challenges um, is the stadium isn't right sized all the way around and so we, that's one of the focuses is how do we make the, the fan experience great, not just when you're in the ball, but from the minute you walk in the stadium. Last question, a good question for Robert. He said once the football facility is opened, what will the old facility house? So that's in the, in the south end zone. You know, we will still have a game day locker room. And game, so on game day, the Gators will still use their, their locker room. Uh, for for those six or seven games a year and some other uh, areas in there but we we will we will repurpose some of those other spaces Uh, you know whether we convert them to premium space or whether it's back of house um, you know every square inch of that stadium is really valuable for the size stadium the swamp is the the footprint is relatively tight and so we're going to maximize and use every single square inch of space we can in there um well good i'll ask my last question here scott um the with everything that's going on now, expansion of the SEC with Oklahoma and Texas, NIL, where do you see 
college sports in general? Because I think with all this upheaval, you know, the, especially older fans, it isn't like it used to be. Where do you see college athletics going now? Well, it's going to change from the standpoint of it's, it's an open market, right? So look at all markets. And typically in markets, if you studied business or economics, the bigger brands uh, become more and more dominant. And if you look in college athletics, the SEC is one of the biggest brands. And right now we have a power five. In a few years, I, it may be a power two. Not to say those other leagues won't exist, but just like, you know, the Big East was a, was a power six, was, a, you know, major power six football league, and then there's some realignment, and they don't have football anymore. So my guess is if the SEC will continue to get strong. My guess is the Big Ten will also remain strong. The other leagues w- will still be viable, but I, I think the economics are going to put the Big Ten and the SEC on a different level than, than a lot of the other leagues and you could just have further stratification in that way. Wow. Uh, that remains to be seen, and we will see what happens. Always a pleasure to have the Florida Athletic Director, Scott Strickland, live here in studio. Also today, our pleasure to have Gator men's tennis coach Brian Shelton live here, too, as they get set to host rounds one and two of the NCAAs as uh, Roland Thornquist's team is as well. Thanks to Alex for producing. We thank you for listening. Tomorrow, we're going to preview the Kentucky Derby. We're going to take a look back at Gator baseball tonight. Get you ready for Gator softball when they face FSU. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. And don't forget Gator baseball tonight live at 5.55. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 AM. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive, in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs.